Hello, and welcome to the Broke Bingo Addict. This is a podcast that ventures through the wild and crazy world of bingo. This is much more than your grandmother's bingo. My name's Shari, and welcome to this week's episode, which as always is for entertainment purposes only. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. And this week as my guest, I have the lovely Crystal Rice. Hi, Crystal. Hi, how's it going? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm good. I hear you've got your son with you, right? Yeah, he's running around right now watching uh, (laughs) cartoons and playing imagination stuff. He's really into sharks and dinosaurs right now. So if you hear anything in the background, it's just him. I have seen him on some of your uh, TikToks, and he is as cute as he wants to be. Anyway, so now that I have you, I do want to ask you my leading question that I ask most people. How did you get started into playing bingo, and how did you get started on TikTok? Well, I guess I have a different bingo journey than a lot of people from what I've come around asking people, like, hey, how did you start playing bingo? And it seems like other people kind of had, like, a friend take them to bingo, And that was just not the case for me. (laughs) I was on TikTok scrolling through, um, you know, during the pandemic, like a little bit, I think it was 2022, Mm -hmm. just scrolling through, you know, TikTok. And I saw this lady pop up in Texas and her name was Tanya. And I became obsessed with watching her Mm -hmm. and like, oh, I, you know, cheering her on for the games and like trying to learn all these games. And I was like... I I literally commented, I wish we had something like this in California. Mm -hmm. And she was so great at responding with, California has some of the best bingo halls out there. You (laughs) certainly have bingo where you live. And I'm like, I live in a small town in the East Bay area. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not, you know, there's probably no bingo. And she told me to follow Gigi Hart's bingo. Mm -hmm. And that I, that's somebody that I could connect with out here. Well, I kept watching, and for about two months, I watched Gigi play at Winner's Bingo Stockton, right. which is about 45 minutes from my house. I was just like, okay, she she's in Stockton, and so then I had to come out to my friends, and I told my friend, my best friend, and I said, hey, I have this thing, and she's like one of those friends that'll go do anything crazy with you, mm-hmm. and I said, I have this thing I need to tell you about. I think I want to go play bingo, and she looked at me, and she goes, are we that age now? And I just said... <laughs> It's, I just want to go try it. It's going to be really cool. And she goes, okay, well, you know, my boyfriend wants to go too. And is it okay if his mom comes? Oh my and gosh. I'm like, oh wait, what's happening? So all of a sudden on one random Saturday, I jump in the car with my friend and I open the door and there's my, my best friend, Sandy, that's now my bingo bestie. And mm-hmm. she takes me to my first session of bingo ever at Winner's Bingo Stockton. Wow. We got there late. I didn't even know what a full session was. We only played the second half, mm-hmm. but we, and it was just amazing. So I was like, oh, this is so cool. She goes, I need to take you to my friend's Franny spot. We have bingo right outside our town, like five minutes from your house in Oakley. And that's when I found Dob for Kids. <sighs> I found out that my best friend's boyfriend's mom was uh, she used to run a bingo hall. And so it was, I was like, is this a secret world I just don't know about? I was so excited. You, I'm telling you, I hung on to that, to Sandy's arm, like 
like I clinged onto her arm and I was like, show me everything, show me the strips. And then I was ended up sitting next to her during my first session. I only played four strips and mm-hmm. I ended up teaching her about bingo. <laughs> I learned about a horse race from Tanya. I learned about pool tabs, you know, or what we do in California from Gigi. Right. So then I got really brave. And the next Sunday I went by myself to Winner's Bingo Stockton because I didn't want to tell my friend, like, I'm into this and I really want to go again. No, I love that this is a big secret. This is like the shame. This is my hidden pleasure. Like, this is like I'm I'm spending hours and my husband would come in and I'm just like laying on the couch watching bingo and he goes, Again? And I'm like, Yeah, they play like every day. He goes, No way. <laughs> and I'm like, No, these people they I said, There's bingo halls all over and then I started like Googling and I'm I was intrigued. And I went to Winners Bingo Stockton, my third session ever, by myself. Mm-hmm. I sat in the front room. Gigi and Dawn were sitting behind me and I was just like felt shell shocked. Like, um, I don't know if you've ever met Dawn. He's that, that damn daddy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh no, we, we know each other. He's so cool. I love his personality. Yeah. But anyways, he, they were sitting behind me and I won a strip. Wow. By myself. See, that's when you get really addicted. Sunday night. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, oh, and I remember going up to Gigi and going, you're the reason that I came to play bingo. So here's some lucky bucks. And I handed her a, a tip and I went and sat down and I just felt like <laughs> starstruck. And I was like, that's it. I'm hooked. I'm, I'm going to be at bingo. That's how I started playing. It was Tanya's. I blame Tanya's <laughs> TikToks for making me um, learn about the bingo world. You right. know? And then I thank Gigi for teaching me about California bingo and then i've just still been watching everybody play bingo and supporting everyone's tiktoks since and now the difference is so many people watch you i know so the reason i started doing tiktok do you really want to hear a weird story it's, i do it's a really weird one yeah go for it so i had never been to a bingo event event before and so Tanya was going to come play at this hall in Tracy, which is, it was under a different ownership previous, but now it's Winner's Bingo Tracy. Mm-hmm. So I convinced my god sister to take a ride out with me on a Friday night up to that hall because I had to meet Tanya in person. <laughs> and just so happens that the night before she was on live in Houston and everyone was craving go, or going crazy for those um, Bigfoot daubers. Oh, Yeah. And I said, since you're coming tomorrow, can I buy some tick, uh, some Bigfoot daubers and you bring them with you? She said, yes, for sure. And her friend Heather uh, let her know, like, hey, pack those for Crystal and bring them. So when I showed up in Tracy, I'm like, I'm going to get to play with these daubers and all that. Well, they thought they were weapons. <gasps> and they held her baggage up <gasps> in um, Houston. And so she didn't, like, they didn't arrive to the airport until the next day. She had no luggage whatsoever at the end of the session. All she had was just a few bingo daubers in her bag. And it's all because of the the Bigfoot. It was because of the Bigfoot daubers. Wow. And then, um, so I said, you know, I will, she was staying in a town that's not far from where my mom lives. And I said, you know, I'm going to my mom's and passing by that hotel you're staying at. Is it okay if I pick them up tomorrow morning? Mm -hmm. She said, sure. So I go by to go pick him up. But the funny thing is, is she was supposed to get on a flight the next day and go to L.A. to play with cash. Oh, okay. And then she was supposed to come back to California, to Northern California the day after that and play at Winners. So she was doing like Friday here, Saturday in L.A., and then Sunday back in, in Winners. And so she goes, well, I can't get my flight now. Um, I'm still waiting for the bag to get delivered here. I have nothing. And I was like, okay, well... 
when I leave my mom's house and I come back by, I'll see if it's here, you know? Mm-hmm. So I go back to her hotel again and she goes, um, I have the bag. And I, I said, you know, I'm a big fan. And she goes, well, I said, are you playing bingo anywhere tonight? And she goes, well, I was supposed to, I don't know what's going on. Cause I was supposed to be in LA. And she tells me the whole story. And I was like, okay, well, if you want to, I'll take you to my home hall and dub for kids. Mm-hmm. And it was like a good 30 minutes away. And I was like, I'll drive you there and I'll drive you back. And we, I said, I, I mean, I, I didn't know how to come off across to her. I was like, I have my um, one-year-old son in the back. So I was like, I am not a stranger danger. <laughs> I didn't even think I'm that. I didn't even think. That's funny. She goes, uh, she goes, you gave good vibes. So I'm just going to get in the car. So she gets in the car, I take her, and we had the best time. I watched Tanya, but I didn't realize how many other people really watched Tanya. Mm -hmm. And then Tanya walked in the hall, and everybody's eyes were like, oh, my gosh, you're the bingo addict. And it was so cool, like, getting her introduced to all of my bingo family at my hall. Yeah. And ever since then, it's been, we've been buds, and I've been watching her, and it's been really cool. Yeah. But I thought that was a crazy story that, like, my Bigfoot daubers led to Tanya and I hanging out. Exactly. And good friends. You almost got Tanya arrested, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. She said it had happened before, so I didn't really feel... I was like, oh, no, if you, I would have just not bought them or had you ship them, you know? Yeah. But oh, that's it was, funny. she was trying to help me out. No, she is the best. She's been so supportive of me and so helpful and answered so many questions and been there so many times for me. That well, that's how I got started in TikTok. That trip when she um, came to Dob for Kids, she mm-hmm. asked me to talk to her camera while I was while she went to the bathroom. And then everyone was like, <laughs> do you have a TikTok? And I was like, I don't have a TikTok. I don't do it. And then she goes, we'll get you a thousand followers. And she helped me get my first thousand followers. Mm-hmm. And and go live and ever since then I've just had so much fun meeting people on TikTok it's been crazy yeah and I also noticed that not only do you do the the uh, live with the bingo playing but now you do several lives doing your balloons so can you also tell me how did you get into the balloon business so I'm an event planner that's mm-hmm. my um my trait is uh morphing creation and events is my business mm-hmm. and we do like I, I specialize in um, planning and strategically uh, setting up different events for corporations. Like I've done big festivals mm-hmm. all the way, like next month I'm taking 400 people wine tasting on a wine trolley oh. in a day at six locations. Like I specialize in getting, um, I don't know how they say that, like the flow of an event. I, I keep it very you know, organized. Right. And so that's what I get hired for. Um, and then I used to hire a balloon event or I, was, I used to hire balloon vendors to come out and be the vendors at my event. Mm-hmm. Well, when the pandemic hit, there my balloon vendors were gone because no one was really working. So I kind of like started making them not just for friends and family, but for my clients that were having, I was organizing drive-through baby showers, gr- uh, graduation parties, uh, birthday parties. You know how they were doing the car caravan kind of. Mm-hmm. I had to blow uh, a speakerphone out there, and I was organizing bands like to go. Like I organized a marching band coming down a street for a graduation party, um, and I would do the balloons for those events and decorate the garage and things like that. Well, I kind of loved it because I have ADHD and <laughs> I can't stay focused on one thing for too long before I lose interest. So I was like, I love balloons because I could just pop them and start all over. Mm-hmm. And then I figured, well, people might like this because I started watching balloon lives too. And, you know, on TikTok, there, you can find a little bit of everything on there. So I just 
would go live. I just go live while I'm working and hang out and get to talk with people more than I would during a bingo session. See, TikTok is really amazing how it's brought so many people together, people that you would never think about, you know, uh, doing different things. TikTok has gave me some of the most amazing followers. I actually got to meet, um, uh, her name is Sandra, and she's hung out with me for probably like the last year on all my different crazy lives that I do. Like, I also decorate Christmas trees and the Christmas <laughs> during the holiday season. So, um, she's actually um, about an hour and a half from me, and I learned about her story and what an amazing and remarkable person she is. And I donated some balloons to her son's uh, birthday party, mm-hmm. and I drove over there and got to give them to them and gift them and. It was just amazing to get to meet her and hug her. And I mean, like, I didn't know how else to thank her for all those taps and likes and follows and shares that she gives me. So, you know, just giving her some balloons to help with her party, I mean, it made her day. And I just, I kind of felt starstruck on the other side of it. Like, oh, I met one of my followers because people don't usually come up to you at the bingo hall and say, like, they're following you, you Mm -hmm. know? So for balloon side of it, just knowing that she's she's a cool follower and someone that I've enjoy getting to see all the time on my lives. It was it was a great experience. Well, that's kind of how I felt when I went up to uh, Winter Stockton. I got to see you because I do enjoy watching your lives. I mainly I get absolutely amazed that yes, you're always doing something. I have seen the Christmas trees. I have seen you do the flowers. One day you were doing a flower arrangement. It's like how is she doing that? She does everything, and you have a child. I don't understand how you you organize everything and you do it all so well. Well, my favorite saying is you have to be willing to suck at it to be good at it. Because mm-hmm. if you're not afraid of failing, you know, you'll really be willing to try it over and over and over again. Because I'm not like I posted a picture of my first balloon arch I ever did. And that thing took me four hours. And now I look at it. I'm like, that is hideous. <laughs> like I was embarrassed. And people were like, it is so good. And I'm like, I'm so glad you thought so. But now that, you know, I'm mastering my skills, it's gotten better. And it kind of goes the same thing with bingo, you know, when you're you're playing two cards and then you're playing four cards and then now I'm up to balancing, depending on which session or where I'm at, I can do 10. You know, it's kind of those, you got to be willing to stress a little to get comfortable, you know, doing yeah. something new. Well, it seems like you do a good job. But So I'm going to switch back. That's right. So you're talking about bingo and you're, I know that your favorite place or I think your favorite place is Dob for Kids. Yeah, well, Dog for Kids is my home hall, okay. and that's where I get to play more often. Mm-hmm. Um, about two or three times a month there, and then I get to play, um, I try to play somewhere outside of Dog for Kids at least once a month. So my other favorite place to play would be Winner's Bingo Stockton. Mm-hmm. Or Tracy, they, they, they have a very different program, but they do it the same style. And when I mean style, I, I care for places that play their flash separate from their program. So now what is a typical buy-in and uh, program and payout when you play at Dob for Kids? And also, if you wouldn't mind going over that for winners for me, I'd appreciate it. Oh, for sure. So the way Dob for Kids does their buy-in is that they announce it the night before because their typical buy-in will range from anywhere from $20 a Mm buy-in to $50 a buy-in depending on the program. Okay. And so because it, it does fluctuate uh, what the payouts are going to be depending on uh, how the month is progressing and what things look like uh, for what people are wanting to pay mm-hmm. to play, if that makes sense. Right. So they have to look at it like, 
hey, we're doing great. Let's offer our players more. So we could do a, like they just did for um, Valentine's Day, they did a $25 buy-in with $1,000 strips. Nice. So if it's a holiday, um, if there's a three-day weekend, there's a special. uh, It's just depending on what the month looks like. You know, at the end of the year, it is a little harder for bingo halls because everyone's on holiday or, you know, spending money on Christmas or hoping to win money for Christmas. Mm -hmm. It fluctuates also, uh, springtime, you know, it's not bad driving weather. People don't mind getting out. So it's a little bit more, uh, higher payouts in springtime, summertime, you know, and then sometimes it slows down during graduation season. I mean, you'd have to really kind of know, like, what is your typical day look like or year look like? And that would show, you know, what the bingo hall kind of looks like. Now, are they more, are they primarily strips or are they a, a mixture of strips and paper or, you know, is, is one more dominant, dominant than the other? Oh, so their program is going to be 10 strip games. Like a standard program would be 10 strip games that pay out, say, a set amount of a thousand. Mm-hmm. And then they offer three paper specials. If it's $30 to get three of each game and those pay out $750. Oh, okay. Oh. And then everything else is tabs, and then they sell their progressive strips, which is um, right now it's Mo- uh, Monopoly and Lucky Charms. And then if it's maybe they'll sell a side strip that pays seven fifty, you know, for five dollars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Those will just be like extras on the side if you want to participate in those games. So it seemed like when I was up there that winners was kind of the same way, where it was predominantly strips, but they also had uh, paper games and then also, obviously, uh, pool tabs. Would you say that's the case? Yes. So winners does, um, their program fluctuates every day, I would say. Like, on their website, they put out for the whole entire week, month, it's always posted on their website. Mm -hmm. So that's something like if you're planning, you can plan a little more strategically to go there because it is posted on their website but like I think it's Monday nights they are a hybrid so like it'll be maybe five strips and five paper games something like that where it fluctuates and then um they also do the progressive strips too and then the pool taps oh and then some days they have machines so like Thursdays their daytime session uses machines Mm -hmm. so it just depends on which session you're going to participate in whether it's going to be a paper strips or machine or a combo of all three or you know it just depends on what you're going for usually at events though like how we went to the big uh five thousand dollar events those Mm -hmm. are usually primarily strips yeah and it seems like they paid either one or two thousand dollars on the regular strips on the regular Mm -hmm. it pays a thousand um they have two thousand dollar nights like i think they did a special for Valentine's Day where it paid 2024 or something like that. You know, like it's like they have little specials like that. And they post those on the um on their social media daily and they have like a text club too where you could text um join the text club to find out what their buy-ins are. So one of the other things we chatted about is how you calculate how much money to spend when you're playing bingo. You know, where's the best bang for your buck? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the way I decide, like, if I'm going to travel to play or if I'm going to visit a new hall, I'd like to do what I call bingo math. And I add up all the money that they're giving away for the night. So let's do simple math of there's 10 games that pay $1,000. That's $10,000. And how much am I going to play to pay? Wait, 
how much am I going to pay to play um, for that $10,000 that I'm hoping, you know, you, they say you don't want to win every game. I go to win every game. You never know when Mm -hmm. those balls come out. So I will um, add up what you get in your buy-in. So say it's two strips for $30. Then you would divide that strip count into the payouts and then you come out with a formula of how much you're paying for each game so me and jen loves bingo like when we went to that winners event Mm -hmm. we were calculating well which buy-in package was the best one to buy so that you're paying the least amount of money um because when you do buy more sometimes you're paying playing paying less to pay for those games if that makes sense totally makes sense So, like for for winners it ended up being like I mean, it sounded like a really big buy-in for $5,000 games, but when I busted it down and did all my bingo math, I was paying like $5 a strip. Right. So it's really not that expensive when you're looking at what you could be winning and how much you're going to be paying per strip. Mm -hmm. So that's how I decide. And also there's some places where your buy-in includes one strip. Sometimes your buy-in includes two. And then how much does it cost to pay for extra strips uh, at Dog for Kids, it's $30 for two extras. Mm-hmm. So that makes it $15 each in some places. It's like buying a whole nother buy-in. Right. So it just, I do all the bingo math and then I have to say like, okay, if this is how many chances I have to win and I'm spending, say if I travel like you guys do, I have to pay for my hotel and my flight. Like what is it realistically that I have to win to come home a winner Right. versus breaking even, you know, hotel and travel expenses. And that's how I set my limits for what I'm going to play with pool tabs too. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, if they're paying $400 pool tabs versus, you know, 2398 pool tabs, mm-hmm. well then that's a different budget there too. So that helps me prepare ahead of time. Yeah. I have to say that's really smart. I think all of us need to keep those kind of things in mind because bingo can end up costing an awful lot of money if you're not paying attention to kind of the, the cost of certain things or the payouts to certain things. So thanks for giving us that information. Now, before I let you go, I do have to ask you the question that I ask most people, which is, is there anything else you want to let people know? Um, I would like to mention to be kind to everyone at the bingo hall. I feel like Right now is the time to bring more players in and bring friends together. And I just want everyone to, um, I don't know, have fun at bingo. I just feel like over the last couple months or whatnot of Mm -hmm. things changing up, I felt like there was not at my hall per se, but at different halls when I'm watching different lives, Mm -hmm. that people have a different view of bingo. And so I'm like, let's bring it back to the be kind and having fun at all times. That's what I'm into. Another thing that I would like people to know would be um, to support your local bingo hall. I know a lot of people travel and, you know, cost effectiveness. But like for me, supporting Dog for Kids is a big deal for me. I'll do, you know, whatever they need me to do that I have a craft for. Like last night we did a big balloon pop for fun for Valentine's day and did Mm. some giveaways. You just need to give back to your local bingo hall because they do support your community. And it's not just about going there to play to win, but supporting your community and everybody in it. So no, that's Support fabulous. Your local bingo halls. That's <laughs> wonderful. So thank you for saying that. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I appreciate you uh, commenting on that. And I also especially appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to chat with me. And um, I just want to say thank you. 
Yo, you're so welcome. And let me know anytime we can get together and when you're planning your trip to come up here. Okay, I'll have to get back to you. It's definitely going to happen. Well, that's it for this week's episode of The Broke Bingo Addict. I want to thank Crystal again for being my guest, and I want to thank you for listening. I hope you'll come back for the next episode, okay? Thanks so much. Bye. It's not a game. It's a red stick.